0: from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. If you want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style
1: is impetuous. My defense is
0: impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game, when you try me with a star and receive like crashing, that's the result you're going to get! Yes, I ex- expressed to them, I was mad, I was furious, just
1: furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game.
0: <laughs> I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here yeah, looking in the mirror. But I look good, I got my extra bands on, I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows, we don't need no cats. Here's your host, L. Martin.
1: What is up, beautiful people? Welcome to this Friday, Friday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. I really hope all of you out there here in this great state, especially those here in the mid-Michigan area, are staying dry. Yes, we are getting a ton of rain, aren't we? I mean, it's supposed to continue to rain, you know, throughout not just the rest of this week, but into next week as well, folks. Um, East Lansing is going to be very, very wet. I mean, from, from here until, I don't know, maybe like... A week and some change from now so make sure you got the umbrella handy and for all of my golf fans out there if you like me I tried to I actually tried to sneak out after I got done with my work last night you know around like you know yesterday evening around like 5 30 I, I tried to I tried to go out and maybe play like you know see if I can fit in like nine holes before the sun went down but you know next thing you know I look out the window and it is just pouring rain it is. It, it was. It was incredible because I, I looked at at, at my uh, my iPhone, at my uh, my weather app, and it did not say any rain was in the forecast. It, it just said that it was supposed to be cloudy and maybe a little bit on the chilly side. But it, it began to rain, and then rain some more, and then rain some more, and, and again we're we're getting rain uh, for a long time. You know, the the rain is here to stay for a while, folks. So let's just get used to it. That's Michigan for you. You know, you just never know. The unpredictability of Michigan weather, uh, even in June, uh, when we are supposed to be enjoying just, uh, you know, hot and, and sunny weather and blue skies, right? It happens. It happens. Not complaining. Not complaining. It's Friday. The weekend is still here. All right. And I'm in a great mood because we've got a great hour of current sports coming your way that um, will hopefully usher you into the weekend with a smile on your face. A few things I want to touch upon. Um, I'm going I'm to talk about Michigan State basketball. We've got some news concerning Michigan State basketball set to face uh, a pretty big name, a name that has really turned itself into a household name in the world of college basketball, and um, I'm I'm very excited about this matchup, especially where the matchup is going to be. I'll get to that story later on. I also want to talk about um, a new initiative from Michigan State Athletics that aims to help athletes make that transition into the name, image, and likeness uh, era. And I think that you're going to start to see um, a lot of specifically Division One programs out there do the same because this is going to be a game changing era in the world of college athletics, because never before have we seen the NCAA allow college athletes to be able to profit off of their own name, image and likeness just like it should be right just that that, that's a right that every American has in this nation right so finally the NCAA is waking up mostly because they have been forced to wake up and we're going to see uh, many different schools out there Um, and, and again this this will all it's it's a domino effect because this will have an effect on recruiting without a doubt because the big time recruits, at least, are going to start to weigh options, you know, based on, OK, if I go to this school, how much exposure will I get? How much money can I profit on in comparison to other said school? So it's just the reality of it, folks. But it's a right. Every American out here, if, if you want to profit off of your own name, image or a likeness, you have the right to do so. So why can't these college athletes? So it's long overdue, but Michigan State is trying to get ahead of the curve to try and help its athletes make that transition. And I think it's a pretty cool initiative, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, I also want to talk about the NBA playoffs. How about Paul George, right? Pandemic P was not Pandemic P last night. Uh, Paul George showed up. He was able to shake off what happened in Game 2 as the Suns and, and the Valley Oop uh, pulled off uh, an, an improbable win in the final 0.8 seconds of that game. With uh, the Clippers are fighting back, I, I'll tell you how they did that. And I also want to talk about golfers facing some strict coronavirus protocols um, at the Open. All right, so I'll get to that as well. So a lot to get to, a lot of stories that I'll be I'll be hopping around and tackling on today's show. But, you know, today, to start off... I do want to give a um, I want to give a shout out to this incredible former Michigan State athlete who had a, a golden opportunity last night to book a ticket to Tokyo and compete in the Olympics. but then then disaster just struck. you know I, I really I really thought she was going to do it. Many people did because she is one of the most decorated track and field athletes in the history of Michigan State Athletics. But uh, Leah O'Connor, now known um, better as Leah Phelan, you know, she got married. But uh, when she was at Michigan State, she was Leah O'Connor. Leah Phelan, she failed to make the Tokyo Olympics after tripping in the 3,000-meter steeplechase final. Yes, that trip to Tokyo was was right there within grasp. She is a two-time NCAA champ. You know, spent the last couple of years battling a ton of injuries, but she looked great. She looked great after, you know, qualifying, uh, after an impressive qualifying run in the steeplechase just this past weekend on Sunday. And then in yesterday's final, you know, she was on track to finish in the top three in Eugene, but then disaster happened with just two laps to go. Phelan and front runners Emma Coburn and Courtney Freeches. they have broken away from the pack. But on the first barrier, on the second to last lap, she was that close. The second to last lap, folks, Phelan stumbled and then she fell to the ground. So that, that put Phelan back with the pack. You know, she did recover to, you know, hold down the fourth place spot heading into the final one hundred and fifty meters. But, you know, she then faded down the stretch and finished actually in ninth with a time of nine minutes twenty seven point oh six seconds. So Leah Phelan did not make the Tokyo Olympic team. And and it's so unfortunate because she was right there. I mean, she's sitting there in third place in great position and you just have two laps to go but that's you know that's the thing about about sports man they 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 you know sports are such a good teacher of life as well and life ain't always fair right you could be running this race of life and everything is going well then all of a sudden disaster can strike but but it's it's about how you recover It's about how you pick yourself back up. And I have no doubt that Leah Phelan is going to pick herself back up and be just fine. But, you know, how she deals with this heartbreak, I'm sure it's going to be taxing because, you know, when it comes to the Olympics and especially an athlete like Leah O'Connor, as talented as she is, knowing that she was in third place with just two laps to go, that's going to haunt her probably for the rest of her life. And mentally, she's going to have to just deal with that, learn how to deal with that, learn how to cope with that reality moving forward. And I want to pass it along to you guys in case you in case you missed that. Uh, really, really felt for, for Leah Phelan yesterday. Um, she competed at Michigan State from twenty eleven to twenty fifteen, had so many accomplishments, especially her senior year, winning the NC two way in Big Ten titles in the indoor mile. And in the outdoor season, she was the Big Ten champion in the fifteen hundred meter run, the three thousand meter steeplechase and 5,000-meter run while also being named the Big Ten Women's Indoor and Outdoor Track Athlete of the Year. Highly decorated. Uh, She also won the NCAA and Big Ten titles in the 3,000-meter steeplechase back in 2014. So, incredibly decorated career. I remember when we would talk about uh, Leah Phelan, formerly known as Leah O'Connor, on Current Sports you know, I make the case numerous times that that she may be the most decorated Michigan State track and field athlete of all time. And heck, when I sat down with, with Tori Franklin, I played a throwback chat with Tori Franklin. Tori Franklin will be representing the United States in the Tokyo Olympics in the women's triple jump. And, you know, Tori Franklin was on the on, on Current Sports numerous times throughout her collegiate career. And when she was on Current Sports TV, uh, again, I wrote that interview on, uh, uh, I think it was Wednesday show. Um, When she was on current sports TV, I even asked her uh, about her relationship with Leah Phelan uh, and again, formerly Leah O'Connor and, and what, what it was like competing um, alongside her. Um, That that's how big, you know, Leah Phelan was back at Michigan state, you know, where I'm asking Tori Franklin, a highly decorated track and field athlete herself, what her relationship is with Leah Phelan. So um, I think she'll be just fine though, but again, those injuries kind of worry me because she's battled injuries these last you know, few years, so we'll see what happens. Um, on a more positive note though, I want to let you guys know that uh, Lauren Chorney, uh, who competed at Michigan State from 2011 to 2016, uh, she advanced to the finals in the pole vault with a jump of 14 feet, 5.25 inches. So that number was good for the 12th and final spot for tomorrow's finals. So we'll see if Lauren um, Chorney uh, makes the, uh, the, the the pole vault team and, and books a ticket to Tokyo. Uh, Chorney hit the mark on her second attempt at the height after clearing the starting height of 14, uh, 1.25 on her first try. So uh, also current Michigan State distant runner, um, distance runner, excuse me, uh, Morgan Beatlescum, who I mentioned earlier this week, qualified for the 5,000-meter finals on Sunday after turning in a time of thirteen thirty seven seventeen in the semifinals. Beatlescum reached the finals after finishing with a top six time uh, among those who did not place in the top five of their heat. So Lauren Chorney on Saturday and Morgan Beatlescum on Sunday have a chance to head to Tokyo uh to uh to Michigan State athletes uh, Lauren Cherney a, a former Michigan State athlete and Morgan Beagle Beatlescom, a current Michigan State athlete. And we'll see if they can join uh Tory Franklin and and book a ticket to Tokyo. All right? So I want to start the show giving you guys that update. Now I want to transition to Michigan State basketball and give you guys this news. Michigan State men's basketball Will play Butler at Butler um, in the uh, the 2021 Gavitt Tip Off games, and uh, this matchup will take place at historic Hinkle Fieldhouse. That's the same place out in Indianapolis, Indiana, in which they film the uh, the, the famed movie Hoosiers. A lot of history at Hinkle uh, Fieldhouse. So uh, Michigan State and Butler. Uh, is uh, is one of eight to be held this year in this edition of the Gavitt Games, uh, named in honor of Dave Gavitt, the founder of the Big East Conference and uh, you know historic basketball visionary. Uh, scheduled through 2022, uh, the Gavitt Tip-Off Games will be played consecutive days, um, in the first full week of the college basketball season. So this will be the 25th all-time meeting between Michigan State and Butler. But will be the first that Tom Izzo will lead his team to play in a game at historic Hinkle Fieldhouse. So this is exciting, man. You know, I think that you know it, it'll be a good early test for Michigan State. That's the thing. You know, I always say this about Tom Izzo and Michigan State. Tom Izzo will play anyone, anywhere, anytime, at any place. And and that's what I love about him. He is so competitive. And you know, he really loves to schedule these these juggernauts early. I always say so that he can see if there are and there there are, there always is. That's that's you can say that you can say this for every team in college hoops at the beginning of the season, there are numerous holes in the boat. Every team is gradually trying to get better as the college basketball season proceeds. So if you play these big dogs who are uber talented at the very beginning of the year, you can really see what the holes in the boat are so that you can now go about your year, win or lose in that game or those games. You can go about your year getting better and working on those specific areas. I love that. I think that has been such a a major recipe to the success that is Tom Izzo. And I, and I love that. So uh, Michigan State has a 4-8 and eight record all-time in games played at Butler, including a 4-7 and seven mark at Hinkle Fieldhouse. This will be the first game at Butler, though, since a 77-71 to 71 win way back in the early 70s, folks, December 20th, 1971. That's the last time Michigan State has played at Butler. My goodness. So um, each Big East team will participate a minimum of six times, while Big Ten programs will take part a minimum of four times. Uh, Teams from both conferences already meet in some traditional rivalry games, and those matchups will continue in the upcoming seasons. So uh, TV information will be announced at a later date um, with games appearing on either, we do know this, either Fox Sports 1 or, of course, the Big Ten Network. So um, I love it. Michigan State and Butler, I actually, dear, dear friend of the show, um, our our guy Deshaun Tate, you know, Atlanta-based college basketball guru, uh, he hit me up yesterday, um, you know, asking uh, what the location of Michigan State and Butler was going to be and how badly he wanted to be in the house at Hinkle. Once I told him it was Hinkle Fieldhouse, he said, oh, man, I really want to go to that game. I need to be in the house that game. Um, so in that game is probably going to take place, um, uh, in November, uh, right before Thanksgiving. So like November 17th, I believe something like that. So there you have that folks. All right. And, and before I dive into, uh, how Michigan state is, you know, planning to uh, equip its student athletes in the new name image and likeness era, I gotta get this off my chest. All right. I, I I really do. I told you I'm hopping around today. It's it's gonna be, you never know what's coming at you today. But, you know, and I, I told myself I have to address this because it's it's just getting out of hand now. Scottie Pippen, you guys know Scottie Pippen, former NBA great, right? Named as as one of the fifty greatest basketball players of all time. He was the Robin, even though he hates This I know he does. He hates being called the Robin to Michael Jordan's Batman, but that's what he was. I mean, when you play alongside the greatest basketball player of all time and you are the ideal sidekick for him. You're not you're not you're not Mike, but, you know, whoever number two is to Mike. I mean, you're going to be looked at as the Robin to Michael's Batman. Just simple as that. As great as Scottie Pippen was. Scottie Pippen, again, he's one of the the 50 greatest basketball players of all time one of the best defensive basketball players of all time. I mean, just look at what he did to Mike, uh, to, to magic Johnson in, in the 1991 NBA finals. That was the bulls first of uh, six rings. I mean, he completely locked up magic Johnson. I mean, he would pick magic up, you know, during that, that finals between the, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Chicago bulls. I mean, he would pick magic up full court and, and just, just wore magic Johnson out. There aren't, too many human beings who can wear Magic Johnson out. Now, granted, this was on the back end of Magic Johnson's career, but still, this was a very good L.A. Lakers team led by Magic Johnson, who got them all the way to the NBA Finals. So, he was still good. He was still pretty, pretty good. I'll just say that, all right? Um, And and Scottie Pippen, the way he could rebound, the the way he ran the floor, you know, the way he could shoot the basketball. I mean, Scottie Pippen was really, you know, I I talked... A lot about how the stretch forward is really, you know, the the player, the kind of player that every NBA team out there is trying to snag nowadays, right? You know, the, the stretch forward who can, who can hit you outside, who can take you inside, who can play great defense and just be a disruptor in so many different ways. You know, we see that a lot with, with guys like Anthony Davis, guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, a guy like Kevin Durant, who's just a freak, right? So, Scottie Pippen was really one of the first uh, of that kind. A great, great player. I have so much respect for Scottie Pippen as a player. But what I'm seeing now, you know, all of this crying that, that, that really began with the last dance. It, it began last year. When the last dance came out, you know, during a time in which we were all just really fiending for anything sports, it, it was perfect that ESPN decided to okay, say, all right, we're gonna push this thing up and we're gonna release this ten part docuseries right now because people need need some kind of sports. And it was compelling in so many different ways because you're profiling one of the greatest basketball dynasties of all time, heck, one of the greatest sports dynasties of all time and one of the greatest athletes of all time and who many believe is the greatest basketball player of all time in Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So, you know, as we're watching this, I mean, we learned so much in that docu-series about that team, specifically about Scottie Pippen. You know, how he was one of, again, one of the 50 greatest players of all time, one of the greatest basketball players, period, of all time, and how he was tremendously underpaid because, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf just didn't want to pony up and, and pay him the money that he justly deserved. You know, Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, owner of the Bulls, um, you know, he has the, uh, the, the that famous line that, look, once you come to my office and sign a contract, I don't want to hear from you again in, in, until that contract is about to be up. That's it. Which is just ridiculous. With Scottie Pippen, this dude gave blood, sweat, and tears to this organization, and you know, uh, he, uh, there there are so many teammates of his, some of whom were, were riding the bench a lot, that were getting paid much more than him. So it was ridiculous, and it was it was a family security thing with him. You know, Scottie Pippen being where he's from and and being from those humble beginnings, he signed that contract because he wanted guaranteed money to help out his family, which which you cannot. I mean, you have to tip your cap at that. You 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 cannot criticize that. You get the mindset there. You just you just wish that Jerry Reinsdorf and the Bulls organization would have done the right thing. So we learned a lot about Scotty, and then we all know about you know the situation that that happened in which you know uh, Mike was out doing his baseball thing, and Scotty Pippen, you know, he refused to go in a game because a play was not uh, you know drawn up for him. You know, it was drawn up for you know. I believe it was what Tony coach at the time, and Tony actually hit the game winning basket, but Scotty refused to go in because he thought it was disrespectful that he was not getting the ball in that in that moment. So, Scotty Pippen has been has been talking a lot. He's been chirping a lot, and you know he made headlines yesterday. Because um, he weighed in on Kevin Durant and and his views on, on Kevin Durant, and he he proceeded to weigh in on what he believe what he believes is, is Kevin Durant's weakness. And mind you, before I read this this statement, mind you that also Scottie Pippen is coming out with a tell all book now. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Pippen wants to tell his side. I think this is all sparked because of The Last Dance. Because Scottie Pippen, when, when The Last Dance came out, there were reports out there that Scottie Pippen was angry at Michael Jordan and how he was perceived in The Last Dance documentary. And to that, I said, look, is there anything in there concerning Scottie Pippen that was false? And, and 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 they talked about how great of a player he was in there as well. But but there was nothing, there is nothing in that docu series that I look at and say, well, where is the information that backs that up? Because there, there's nothing that backs that up. But they had interviews from from former Bulls teammates talking about, you know, Scottie Pippen not going in that game and what it, you know, what it, how how bad it hurt the team. I mean, Bill Cartwright, there, there's a quote. I think from, you know, Steve Kerr or or, or so I think, yeah, I think it was Steve Kerr, you know, as he talked about how, you know, the, the team was so distraught about Scottie Pippen not going in, you know, and not being there for for his teammates because he had been there so often and it shocked him so much, you know, that, that Bill Cartwright gives this speech and he's in tears. Bill Cartwright cried after that game because, because Scottie Pippen didn't go in. Just to show you, I mean, so everything that was brought up in the docu-series, I I sit there and just say, okay, what was false in it, Scotty? This was all true. I I think Scotty just doesn't like the fact that it was brought up. So, with that being said, um, Scotty's been talking a lot. He's going to come out with this book, this tell-all book. I don't know when it's going to drop, but it's going to be dropping soon. And uh, he's weighed in on a lot. He's even talked about... You know, Charles Barkley and his disdain for Charles Barkley. But, you know, the quote that got a lot of a lot of uh, press yesterday was, you know, Pippen weighing in on uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Ben Simmons and also Kevin Durant. And this is during a, a wide ranging interview with Tyler R. Times of GQ magazine. So this is what Pippen said of Durant's weakness as a player and uh, his inability to utilize his teammates. Quote, he needs to learn how to utilize his teams. He has to learn how to set up his teammates to be better. That's it. As great as he is, there's a cap to his talent. He could have easily made that three, killed them in regulation, and we wouldn't have been talking about this, but I knew it was going into overtime. He wasn't going to make it. He was taking all the shots. You done played the whole game, bro. And they've got guys physically wearing you down. You're going to lose. Huh. So then Pippen hit on another point later on in the interview when he compared Durant and L.A. Lakers star LeBron James. Quote, KD can can score better than LeBron. Probably always has been able to do that. But has he surpassed LeBron? No. He tried to beat the Milwaukee Bucks instead of utilizing his team. You see what I'm saying? LeBron James would have figured out how to beat them, and he would not have been exhausted. And he may not have taken the last shot. But LeBron ain't KD, and KD ain't LeBron. KD is a shooter and a scorer, but he doesn't have what LeBron has. Mm-hmm. So Pippen's main argument focused on Durant having stars around him his entire career with Kyrie Irving and James Harden hurt. Durant had to carry the team by himself for the first time, according to Pippen. While Durant, I mean, he put up incredible numbers. Pippen believes that Durant could have lessened his load so that he would have been more effective as the game wore on. That's what Pippen had to say. And then again you get the comment that I just read, the quote I just read about, you know, LeBron James. So Kevin Durant, who is petty McPetty Smith, he is so petty. You you Kevin Durant, I mean, we all know about the burner Twitter accounts, right? Kevin Durant creating Twitter accounts to back up how great he is, back up, you know, his claims of, of greatness. Uh we we all know about that, right? covered that extensively here on the show. If you don't, just do a simple Google. I mean, Kevin and Kevin Durant is not afraid to hop on Twitter and challenge whoever you are. I mean, you you could be Joe Smith living in the basement of your of your of your mom's crib, you know, with no job and, and just criticizing NBA talent left and right. If you go after Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is going to go after you. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care about your credibility or lack thereof, all right? He will go after you. So you better believe that if Scottie Pippen comes out with a quote like that criticizing his game, well, Kevin Durant is going to have something to say about it. And he's going to do it rather quickly. I mean, the quote had just come out. The the GQ magazine quote had just come out. When Kevin Durant heard about it, he hopped on Twitter immediately. So Durant catching wind of Pippen's comments. He shot back at Pippen on Twitter. He called out Pippen for leaving a playoff game against the New York Knicks. Again, that's that moment where Pippen didn't go in. Um, and that's something that, that Pippen does address during the interview, but Kevin Durant, you know, reading those comments from, from Scotty Pippen said, quote, didn't the great Scotty Pippen refuse to go into the game for the last shot because he was in his feelings, his coach drew up the play for a better shooter. So Kevin Durant also calls out Pippen for sitting out during that playoff game with a migraine. In which Michael addresses in the you know in the Last Dance and and look to Mike's credit to MJ's credit you know MJ says look I don't I don't know if you know, he, yeah he probably you know he may have had migraine yeah he had a migraine you know it, d- it didn't help us though you know and, and, he, and Mike had the shoulder to shoulder the load but look um, Kevin Durant also says quote uh, in in response to at only facts one two three four only facts one two three four tweeted he also missed game seven for a migraine nothing but soft bleep clown at Scotty Pippen. So Kevin Durant responds to that Twitter comment and says, "Quote: This guy Scott, Scotty Pippen, also wanted to enjoy his summer so he could so he chose to rehab during the season LOL. Yo at Scotty Pippen. They followed Phil, not you. Oof. So yeah, I mean, KD held no punches. (laughs) So, yeah, and we all know in in the Last Dance documentary, if you haven't seen it, Scottie Pippen had an injury the year after championship number five. Um, Scottie Pippen wanted a new contract, and because Jerry Reinsdorf and the Bulls organization um, did not, Give him a new contract. Oh, and by the way, I also have to throw in Jerry Krause. I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause—they were, yeah, they 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 were not highly um, touted. Let's just say that when it comes to the uh, Chicago Bulls players, uh, Jerry Krause, uh, who's no longer with us, um, that relationship is also very detailed. Uh, and there was a moment where, you know, in the documentary, you know, Scotty Pippen who wanted a new contract. I mean, he's he's in a yelling match. Just berating um, Jerry Krause on the Chicago Bulls bus uh, after one game. So yeah, that relationship was not great. So because Scotty, you know, wanted a new contract and the Bulls organization, Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf did not give him a new contract after championship number five. Scotty Pippen said, "Look, man, I'm not about to have surgery just before the summer, and and as he put it, bleep up my summer." So Scotty who could have gotten surgery and rehabbed all summer, said, no, I'm going to have fun this summer. I'm going to enjoy my summer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the surgery just as the season is starting. Well, that puts Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in a very tough position because now the shoulder uh, – more well, Michael Jordan has to shoulder the load um, of uh, of the the, the the at least the first half of that regular season. And, and, you know, Mike is such a competitive guy that he kind of embraced that. I mean, he's just – Michael is so competitive that he's like, all right, cool, cool. That's just another challenge for me. You know, he he looked for things um that uh that that challenged him in his later years of basketball. So he looked at it as a challenge and took it on. Would he have much rather had Scottie Pippen alongside of him uh for that for that year, especially the first half of it? Of course. So anyway, that's what Kevin Durant is addressing there. So but then, you know, Scotty, I mean, he he took you know, he took shots at other players as well. I told, I told you about, you know, his criticism of Ben Simmons as well. I mean, everybody's criticizing Ben Simmons, so why not Scottie Pippen, right? Um, he gave a brutally honest assessment of Simmons, saying that he can't shoot and doesn't look to shoot in the fourth quarter. Well, we all know that. Uh, Pippen doesn't necessarily criticize Simmons for that. He says that um, that's who Simmons is as a player uh pippen actually he also questioned doc rivers for continuing to play simmons in the fourth quarter uh pippen argued that simmons should have been taken out of the game at that point quote he is still a good basketball player that's his weakness shooting the basketball if you take that away from ben simmons he's got no weakness that's Giannis's weakness too he's speaking facts here uh, but Giannis don't mind being humiliated that's the difference between him and ben simmons Giannis will go to the free-throw line and and shoot two air balls and come right down the court the next time and try to dunk on you. If Ben Simmons misses a free-throw, he's going to start passing it before he gets to the free-throw line on the other end. He didn't even want to cross half court with the basketball because he was so afraid of being humiliated going to that foul line. So, yeah. Pippen also discussed his relationship with Michael Jordan, what Pippen actually thought about the last dance, And how racism played a role in Pippen taking himself out of that playoff game against the Knicks. So, um, yeah, and this is, you know, the reason why he's doing this book. And again, I don't know. I'm going to go and and look at the entire interview um, later on today. So I don't know what he said about, you know, about Mike and, and about, you know, his thoughts on the last stands and about, you know, racism playing a role. As to why he took himself out that game. But I'm going to check it out later on. But again, this is all about promoting his new book. His new book is entitled Unguarded. That's the name of it. And it's going to go into some some very, again, all from the perspective of Scottie Pippen. It's going to go into some great detail um, on his thoughts during and after his playing career. And it's going to be a must read. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Gotta admit it. I, I'm going to when this hits bookshelves, I will be driving my car to go pick this up because I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I wanna I wanna see what Pip thinks. You know, you guys know I'm a huge fan of that era of basketball. I am a huge Michael Jordan fan, and you know anything Michael Jordan, I'm gonna read. And, and he's got some thoughts about Mike in that book. But isn't it unfortunate though? I mean, when these guys get get older that they just can't get along you, know, you you would think age would lend some perspective and and these guys will come together and and be cool but no it's like the exact opposite i i really the fact that that pip and, and mike are having this feud it's it's kind of uncomfortable for for basketball fans like me because they had some great years they were a remarkable tandem and when they were, I mean, just look at the, the famous flu game. I always think about the flu game and how Michael went out there with the flu. Well, food poisoning. We now know it's food poisoning. But he goes out there with food poisoning and puts on that historic effort and the Bulls win. And then there's that famous snapshot, right? That famous shot of Scottie holding up Mike during that moment. And Scottie said afterwards that, look, man, he held me up throughout my entire career. That's the least I could do. I mean that's the kind of relationship they had when they were playing with each with with one another on the basketball court, and now these these two are kind of going back and forth again, sparked by the last dance. Because I think they were cool before the last dance, and now this comes out. And you know, he, Mike also has a you know Mike isn't the easiest guy to get along with. I mean, he also has a a a very uh, rocky. I just say rocky, rocky relationship with Charles Barkley, and so does Scottie Pippen. You know, uh when it comes to Mike's relationship with with Charles Barkley, you know, Mike it, uh, based on what I've read, he 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 was very annoyed with how honest Chuck was in assessing his role, Mike's role as the owner um of the Charlotte Hornets. Right? And and he didn't like Charles going on air and and, and talking like that about the job he's doing but that's Charles Barkley's job you know he's paid to go out there and give his opinion you know he doesn't want to slight his audience so that's where I think that that's where that relationship reportedly went sour at but you know Scottie Pippen also does not like Charles Barkley um you know and they were they were teammates for one season in Houston back in 1999 if you remember And in this GQ interview, Pippen went back in time to hit Barkley with a new round of insults. Yeah, here's a quote. Pippen telling GQ magazine about his relationship with Charles Barkley, quote, I'll tell you what. He only got arrested for throwing some little white guys out of a window. I ain't never seen him fight a black man unless there were referees around. He plays his role like he's tough. I don't know nobody. He done whooped. Go back and check his record. Did I apologize to him? I told him to get me the heck out of there. That's what I recall. So yeah, following that run with Mike in the Bulls, Pippen joined Barkley and Akeem the Dream Olajuwon with the Rockets in 1999. Now, in Pippen's first year with the team, the Rockets, if you remember, they were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs by the Lakers, something he wasn't accustomed to after winning six rings in Chicago. So Pip said, hey, I want out of Houston. The Rockets granted him that wish, and then they traded him to Portland, where he spent the next four years. Barkley and Pippen's war of words began when Barkley said that Pippen owed him an apology for leaving the Rockets after one season. So Pippen then hit back, calling Barkley selfish, and said that he, quote, wouldn't give Charles Barkley an apology at gunpoint. Instead, Pippen said Barkley, quote, owes me an apology for coming to play with his sorry, fat butt. So then Barkley reacted to Pippen's comment jokingly at the time, saying, quote, as you know, I always carry a gun with me, so there's a chance. If I get arrested for murder, then you know he didn't apologize. Uh. Yeah. So... Barkley has yet to address Pippin's comment. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, what's going to happen tonight? I, I, I just, I'm just curious because tonight, you know, TNT has the, the Hawks and Bucks game. And because uh, ESPN is handling, uh, I believe, the, the, the Western Conference Finals. And then you have uh, TNT handling the Eastern Conference Finals. So TNT has the game tonight. And I'm wondering if Charles Barkley is going to have anything to say about what Scottie Pippen has to say in this GQ interview. But this GQ interview, you talk about publicity. Look, Scottie is hitting on maybe this is like a publicity stunt, right? Scottie is hitting on all the right points here to try and intrigue people, basketball fans out there to grab unguarded off the bookshelves. Because, ooh, this interview was juicy and my ears are up. I don't I don't know about you. Will you be buying Unguarded? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Call us. Leave us a voicemail there. Um, you can also win on social media. Go to Facebook.com slash WKARnews. You can tweet me directly at Al Martin W K A R, or tweet the show at Al Martin. Excuse me, tweet the show at W K A R News. Uh, Let's hit um, this break here. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, how Michigan State plans on ushering its student athletes into the name, image, and likeness era. That and more. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. And as we hit the uh, the final stretch of the show here, I do want to let you guys know that I think Michigan State is doing a pretty cool thing here, you know, with, with groundbreaking opportunities right on the horizon when it comes to student athletes across this nation. Um, Michigan State is prepping its athletes to market their name, image, and likeness. Michigan State Athletics has developed the Evergreen Program. The evergreen program is the name of it to support its student athletes. Um, and it, I'm reading from the press release here. It says, quote, it reads quote with pillars of brand, empower, educate, and innovate. Spartan student athletes will be equipped to build their brand, make informed decisions within the framework of applicable legislation and be positioned to maximize earning potential. Our goal is to provide our student athletes the tools for success on the field of competition inside the classroom, and beyond MSU. And that's coming from Michigan State Athletic Director Bill Beekman, who goes on to say, quote, name, image, and likeness legislation will offer new opportunities for our student-athletes, and Evergreen will prepare and position them for these changes. As we look at designing our NIL program, we recognize that And only did we have a responsibility to help student-athletes build their brand, but it was also imperative that we provide the education and training so they can capitalize on these opportunities while also navigating this new landscape. I like it because now, you know, with this new legislation, when you are recruiting, and I'm going to dive more into this next week, and we're going to have some guests to talk about uh, name, image, and likeness, right? Um, But when you talk about this new legislation, again, it's going to be a recruiting war out there. You know, again, student athletes are going to be picking their schools based on, okay, which school gives me the best opportunity to market my name, to market my image, to market my likeness. So the fact that Michigan State can say, hey, well, we have Evergreen. Let's let me tell you what Evergreen is. And, And they're talking to, you know, this not just the student athlete, but the student athletes, parents as well, family, we will help you navigate through this. We will provide the best opportunities for you to maximize who you are as a student athlete. We will give you the best opportunities for you to understand how you can make the most money off of your name, image and likeness. That's awesome. And and I think, you know, Michigan State getting ahead of this now, even though for Michigan State athletes here in the state of Michigan, the legislation for name, image and likeness capitalization will not go into effect until the end of December Of next year, 2022. So basically 2023. Now, will that be pushed up based on what other states decide to do? Because in other states, it'll go into effect like next season. I think because of the the recruiting wars out there, I think we'll see the state push that up. But I'm not reporting that. I'm just saying I think that's what will happen. So I think this is a great, great idea. Great, 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 great idea folks so we're going to just touch on that um in segment b uh segment b very quick final break when we come back i'll have a voicemail that will usher us into the weekend our, our very dear friend alex from east lansing uh will weigh in on the nba playoffs all right that and more don't go anywhere we'll send you into the weekend after this Welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I want to go to the phone lines here as our dear friend of the show, our great listener, Alex from East Lansing, has a few things he wants to touch upon. Here he is.
0: Hey, Alex from East Lansing checking in. One time for the Facebook family, you guys know who you are. NBA playoffs, Atlanta, Milwaukee, told you Coach Nate McMillan had them boys ready. I mean, it's a series now. Once you win in the home court of your opponent, it's a series. So uh, people needed to start taking Atlanta seriously, as I did not early on against the Knicks. I thought they were going to lose to the Knicks. Don't tell anybody that. All right. Yo, Phoenix. Alright, I was that guy. I was that guy. It was 0.8 seconds. I turned the TV off. I said I'm going to bed. 0.8 seconds left in the game. I just can't believe that I made the ultimate fan mistake. Ah, it's me up.
1: Alex, oh, me and out, oh, bruh. Ah, that's my guy right there. Again, if you want to weigh in just like Alex does every single week, multiple times a week here on the show, 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Just call in, leave us a voicemail, and you will hear your voice right here on the airwaves, and I'll comment on whatever you bring up. All right? So Alex... Uh, Atlanta and Milwaukee. Yes, it is a series, and I am just like you, my friend. I definitely underestimated, just like the majority of the basketball world did. I definitely underestimated this Atlanta Hawks team. I, I would not be surprised if the Atlanta Hawks, because Trey Young is so good, and I, and I really dig his supporting cast as well. But Trey Young is so good, I, I would not be surprised if the Atlanta Hawks somehow, some way, pulled off the quote unquote upset against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Trey is that good. I will never mm-hmm. underestimate this team again. So tonight at 830, uh, will be game two. We'll see if Atlanta can take, um, well, excuse me, this will, this will be game three. We'll see if Atlanta, uh, no, no, actually, no, this is game two. Yeah. We'll see if Atlanta can, uh, can capitalize and and take a two to nothing series lead. I um, also want to let you guys know that there is a Game 7 tonight, the two greatest words in sports. A Game 7 will be played tonight, series tied up 3-3, the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup semifinals. Major, major game. All right, want to let you guys know that, uh, 8 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. Uh, and also, you went to bed on the Valley Oop? Wow, it happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us, Alex. I know you gotta you gotta wake up for work in the morning, so it happens. But man, I know just like you stated, I know that you woke up regretting that mistake. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. All right, that will do it. I want you all to have one fantastic weekend. We'll be back at it same time, same place on the Monday Fun Day edition of WKAR's current sports Mondays are always busy days because we're recapping the weekend that will be here on the show. Uh, Be safe, folks, and as always, be easy, people.